change your perception of what you're looking at and everything changes. Hey, my name is Georgio Janis and this is the How To Do Life podcast. If you've ever felt that no matter what you try, something is missing, then you're in the right place. My aim with this podcast is to begin filling in those blanks for you. So open your mind and get ready because I'm about to show you an entirely different way to look at your life. And once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. So let's get started. Hey, welcome to another episode of the podcast. This topic is a topic that I've had to cover in many different areas of life for both clients, but also myself over the, say, the last six months for clients. And for me personally, it's something I've had to deal with most of my adult life, which is about having hard or difficult conversations. And I want to be clear here about defining what I would consider a hard or difficult conversation, which is basically a conversation you know you need to have, but you don't want to have. And it's probably one of the things that holds us back the most from making all the progress we want to make in our lives, quite honestly, which I know is a big claim, but I've found that the people that I've looked up to over the course of my life is that when I look at what are the subtleties that differentiates them from me, I'm not talking about characteristics or personality traits or anything like that, but just looking at the behavior that I can replicate, something that's been really interesting for me to notice is usually they're willing to have hard or difficult conversations more than the average person. And so when I looked through the lens of that, I thought, well, that makes total sense. Because usually along the path of you trying to create whatever it is you're working on in your life, whether it's a loving relationship with a partner or your family, a meaningful social circle, building a business or a career for yourself, or even developing some financial empowerment and independence, it involves having conversations with other people to assist you in getting there. Now, usually those conversations are all well and good when everyone's happy and they get along, but at some point, there's a moment where having a difficult conversation is necessary. And sometimes difficult isn't always confrontational. It might just be uncomfortable. It might mean being vulnerable for you and not necessarily confronting somebody and having an all-out argument with them. So we want to have a look at why we have these difficult conversations or why we avoid them rather, and then how we can have them to help us make the progress we want to make. Because I know, speaking for myself, the most amount of progress I've made in my life has been what has followed me having a difficult conversation. And once I get that conversation out of the way, bang, things just start flowing, action steps start being made, and significant amount of progress occur. And I'm talking about across the board, both personal life and professional life. I've seen magic happen once we lean into having difficult conversations. And so what would that look like as an example? Well, it might be ending a relationship. It might be asking someone out on a date. It might be meeting with a financial advisor and asking, how do I actually set up a plan for myself to start building the wealth that I want? What do I need to seriously consider financially for me to get to the dream that I'm trying to create for myself. It might be having a difficult conversation with your accountant about tax liabilities, right? It could also be having a hard conversation about whether or not you plan on starting a family. Or if you've been trying for a while, are you willing to continue or what 
different paths are you willing to try to get there or are you deciding that you want to stop trying? It could also be sitting down with somebody at work and having a difficult conversation around what's coming up for you and how the dynamic at work might be affecting you or how somebody's behavior might be affecting you. Or maybe you striving for a promotion and a pay rise. That can also be a difficult conversation. And if you're a business owner, it might be letting somebody go or telling someone that they're underperforming. Across the board, there are multiple challenges that people have and multiple variations of having difficult conversations that could actually unlock a whole new level of, I would say, growth in all aspects of your life. And what's interesting too is because most people typically avoid having difficult conversations, if you're looking for a way to differentiate yourself from everybody else, all you have to do is start having difficult conversations or more difficult conversations and you're immediately positioning yourself way ahead of everybody else because most people will do everything they can to avoid it while here you are just doing everything you can to lean into it. That immediately places you ahead of everyone else if you want to kind of draw out the competitive side of you. So by choosing to lean into difficult conversations, you'll find that you will start to develop a sense of leadership both in your life, but then also others will give it enough time and play this out long enough, others will see you as a leader as well. So I can't emphasize this enough. If you take a moment now, reflect, look at your life, and do an assessment of the areas in your life that you know you are avoiding a difficult conversation or a hard conversation, and find a way for yourself to lean into it and just have that conversation. Firstly, you'll create a huge sense of relief. And secondly, you'll initiate progress because the things that are blocking you, it's just you not willing to take the step and you not willing to create the outcome that you deserve by avoiding that conversation. So if you have the conversation, you're more likely and you've significantly increased the likelihood of you getting the outcome that you deserve. Now, if you want to have the hard conversation, you might be thinking, well, okay, it's all good and well for you to say that, Giorgio, but how do I actually do it in practice? Because everything inside of me is scared of what's going to happen. So the first thing you could do as a thought experiment to kind of train your brain out of feeling the anxiety about it is sit down and list out all the worst case scenarios that you're imagining happening by having that hard conversation. So picture yourself saying all the things that you want to say and that you want to share and paint out the image as clearly as you can in your mind of what the worst case scenario is of how things would go. And then ask yourself, again, like you've heard me say in previous podcast episodes, if you're looking through the worst case scenarios of the situation, you ask yourself, well, so what? And what can I do here? What's the solution to this problem? If it gets there, how can I solve that problem when I get there? And you will find at every step of the way, you will find that there is a solution available to you, which means that even if you screw it up and it goes left of field completely unexpectedly, you know that there's a solution ready for that too. Which means just going into the conversation, you have a smaller amount of anxiety because you know that there's a solution for each and every way that it could possibly go. So that's one thing that I would encourage you to explore, just to start to put your mind at ease. In terms of practicality or pragmatically how you can approach the conversation, firstly, one of my favorite things to do whenever it comes to difficult interactions or awkwardness or feeling uncomfortable is 
admitting that straight out of the gate. So if you imagine yourself coming into a conversation and you say, so, hey, really quickly, before we get into this, it kind of feels a little bit uncomfortable and a little bit awkward for us to get into this. Just by setting that, that tone for them to expect awkwardness and uncomfortable or, or discomfort is that you're setting the bar low for them, but you're also telling them, if I start coming off as uncomfortable or awkward, this is why I warned you. So it's not like you have to try and hide any discomfort or awkwardness you're feeling because you've set the stage for expecting that to come from you. So then you're not having to try and cover up how you feel and put on this facade, which is what a lot of people do when it comes to difficult conversations. They feel like they have to show up well-poised and stoic and put together and having their shit locked down and you know nothing will make me waver or anything like that which is just not human, by the way, and usually puts people off more than anything. Whereas if you're coming in and you're being humble about it, you're more likely to say, hey, this is an uncomfortable conversation. It's a little awkward, but I think it's important for us to talk about this, if that's okay. You've just set the stage for you making things more comfortable for yourself, so you're less likely to come off awkward. And because they're expecting awkwardness, you're less likely to be awkward which means that the bar has been set really low and anything that you have to say in that meeting or that conversation is likely to bring some level of relief to them. Because in their mind, when you're setting the stage like that and you're starting the conversation off that way, they're more likely to turn around and go, this is going to be a total shit show. I've got to expect the worst case scenario. But then you come through with something that is much less than that, usually, which means that they experience a sense of relief rather than dread off the back of what you say. So it's a little strategic. Now, what follows from that is really important, which is being honest and transparent, which ties into what I was saying about just being yourself and expressing that things are going to be awkward and uncomfortable. But if you're being honest and transparent, then what you're essentially doing is taking the cards that you're holding close to your chest and you're dropping them down, putting them out on the table saying, this is who I am, these are my cards, there's nothing suspicious going on here, I'm not trying to play a game, I just really want to talk this out with you, right? And so by showing a level of authenticity and transparency, you immediately put the person that you're speaking to at ease, they're less likely to be defensive, they're more likely to be open with you. So I would encourage you to be transparent and open, show them that, like, This is the reason why I want to talk about this. This is what I'm hoping to achieve from this. And you're not trying to play some game where it's like, I walk away with something and you walk away with nothing. As Stephen Covey says in The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, he talks about creating situations where it's a win-win, not a win-lose. So you're both coming out with something that you both want. The way you do that is by being honest, not by being strategic and holding your cards close to your chest and trying to manipulate your way through the exchange. So those two points are really important. What follows though, which is quite an interesting approach to having conversations with people, which is respectfully asking them for permission. So what does that look like? It means honestly just asking them, do you mind if we dot, 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 fill in the blank? Do you mind if we talk about this particular topic? Is it too much for us to go here? Is it too much to talk about this? Am I crossing a line here by wanting to talk about this? And what you're doing is you're asking them a question 
about what may or may not feel comfortable for them, and you're asking them for permission. Now, the reason why asking for permission is important is because if you are asking for permission and they're granting permission saying, yeah, that's okay, I'm comfortable with it, then if they start to shut down, you can circle back and say, hey, I just want to check that everything's okay because initially you said it was okay for us to talk about this. What that does is it also holds them unconsciously accountable to following through with the conversation and not backing out. Now, the other thing is if they start to get their guard up for some reason, then that's on them because they granted permission. You started with, do I have your permission? So if they start to get uncomfortable, then, you know, there's a question around that. What's going on? What, what changed along this conversation that is now making you feel uncomfortable? So asking for permission is huge. And when you're doing so, it humbles the playing field. It keeps things level. There's no ego. You're not coming through and just smacking down with, all of your perspective and telling them how they should be doing something or how they shouldn't be doing something or what is wrong with the scenario. You're just opening up with, can I ask you something or can I talk to you about something? They're like, sure, let's talk about it. Full disclosure, it's going to be uncomfortable and I'm feeling a bit awkward about it. That's okay, let's talk about it. Bang, doors are open and you can have this conversation. But it's important that you don't hold those cards close to your chest because the moment you start to do that, they will start to get suspicious and defensive. Which leads me to my next point about dealing with somebody who's being defensive. Hey, really quickly, before we continue with the episode, I want to ask you for a huge favor. If you've been getting value from this episode or any other episode of the podcast, please take a 20-second moment to jump in and leave a review of the podcast because it makes a huge difference with getting us in front of more people's eyes. People look for reviews these days and they want to make sure that other people have already checked out a podcast and are getting value from it before they check it out. So if you are, it makes a huge difference to us, but you may also be setting somebody else up to change their lives by exploring the content we have for them. So it'd make a huge difference. I really do appreciate it. And I know your review is going to make a difference in somebody else's life. So please take 20 seconds, drop that in, and we'll get back into the episode. The reason why we feel defensive in any interaction is because we perceive we are being attacked. Now, what does an attack look like? Usually in most social interactions, an attack looks like being accused of something or just quite obviously being attacked, which is the rare occurrence. Most attacks start as an accusation. And how do we hear accusations? Accusations usually sound like you. Somebody saying, you did this or you made me feel or your, your behavior created this situation and it's just you, you, you. The moment we hear the word you being said to us, especially if it's got some force behind it or some emphasis, we get defensive because we're expecting some kind of accusation being made. So how would this look like in a personal intimate relationship? Well, for example, let's say your partner is saying something to you that is about your behavior and they're saying, look, I don't like the way you behave. Whenever you're like this, you're condescending, you're a jerk and I don't like it. That's all accusational. Your immediate response to that would be to get defensive. Even if they're accurate, even if what they're saying is true, your immediate response to that is getting defensive, which shuts down the conversation and makes it much harder to get anywhere. So it's important that the way that those statements are framed are the way I'm seeing it, or from my perspective, or my view of this is such and such, right? And the purpose for that 
is because what you're doing is instead of using the words you and making accusational claims, you're claiming your perspective of the situation. So whenever my wife and I have gotten into an argument, we're usually using frames or statements like that. From where I'm seeing, it looks like you were getting mad at me, you were getting frustrated at me because of this. And then my wife will turn around and say, no, that's not it at all. Actually, it's because of this situation and explains it out. But because I'm not saying you did this to me or you're pissed at me, you've got to change your behavior, she doesn't, get, she doesn't get defensive about it and she's more willing to explain it to me. And by explaining it to me, I get a different perspective which opens me up to empathy and understanding, which is what most people are seeking in any interaction. So by using the framework of from where I'm standing or from where I'm sitting or my view of this is it looks like any of those statement preframes that you can use immediately change the outcome of the conversation. So if you're in the middle of a negotiation or you're having to tell somebody they're underperforming or you're having to let somebody go, the perspective is that like from where we're sitting through the perspective of the business, there's been a lot of underperforming in this role and the jobs haven't been getting done. That requires some degree of an explanation from the person you're sharing that with, but there's got to be some kind of suffice explanation. Now, if they make that personal because there's some kind of implied personal attack there, that's on them. You're not necessarily making it personal. You're talking about the role and the responsibility that need to be fulfilled. And if they're not being fulfilled, then it gives you the framework of talking about that rather than you are a shit person, you suck at the work that you're doing, and you need to leave. Like that conversation's not going to go anywhere and it's certainly not going to be productive. Especially if you are a business owner, something you want to ask is like, what can we do in the business that helps facilitate making it easier for you to get the job done? Maybe there's feedback they've got that they don't feel comfortable sharing with you that actually solves the problem across the board. Maybe not. Maybe there is something going on for them. Either way, having a difficult conversation and framing it so it's not a personal attack when there's no accusations being made, you're more likely to actually get somewhere, especially if you're willing to be honest and open and transparent without there being, I'm trying to play all these strategic games of like, say this, but don't say it that way. Because if you do, they're going to have the upper hand and they're going to start using it against you. And what you're doing there is you're stepping into HR territory, which quite honestly is just a mess because everyone's trying to be really strategic and politically correct. And no one's actually just getting to the heart of the issue because people don't, people have forgotten how to actually just communicate with another human being and be civil about it. So having these hard conversations and using some of these strategies that I've given you will help you navigate the difficulties of these conversations. And then find your way through it and come out of the other end where you both feel like you're walking away or all parties walking away from the interaction feel like they got something from it. And ultimately, the framework that I'd love for you to go in with is what lesson can I learn from this interaction, from this conversation for myself that's going to help me grow as a person? And when you're leaning into difficult situations with the framework of what do I have to learn and what can I extract as a valuable experience from all of this you go in with humility and that humility goes a long way in terms of the signals that it sends to whomever you're speaking to so i thought i might give you a little bit of encouragement to start having more hard conversations because i promise you the more you do that 
the more progress you will make in all the meaningful ways in your life, but then also give you some frameworks of how you can have some of those difficult conversations and explore the anxiety around it. If you need help, make sure you go and check out my episode on anxiety and dealing with worst case scenarios as well, because that will help you calm the anxiety and the nervousness around getting into that, getting into those conversations. And I think it'll make a huge difference for you. I hope you get some value from this episode. Please make sure you follow us and you're subscribed to the podcast because we've got lots of content coming out and I want to keep making sure that I deliver value to you. And in the meantime, I will see you in the next episode. Thanks again for being here. See you soon.